You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Guys of Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Welcome in to an emergency trade deadline recap episode of Mackie and Judd. Daily Minnesota sports entertainment. When speculation season turns into reality at the deadline season. We're live on the Score North YouTube channel right now. Uh, so if you're hanging out with us here, if you could please click the subscribe button and the like button so we can spread the word about this community of Minnesota sports fans we're building here at Score North over on Purple Daily as well. That would be appreciated. So, boys, here we go. The Twins landed today. We've been saying what? Go get three relevant arms. Mm-hmm. Go get a playoff rotation caliber starter and go get two back-end relievers. And yes, they sir. did exactly that today in the last few hours. They acquire Jorge Lopez from the Orioles, their closer, their lights-out flame-throwing closer with nasty stuff. They acquire Michael Fulmer from the Tigers, who just walks across the hallway, across the the infield grass, over to the Twins' dugout tonight. He's a late-inning reliever for the Tigers that used to be, actually, he he was the, I believe, rookie of the year in, like, 2016 and kind of became a failed starter, and now he's been thriving in the bullpen. And then uh, Tyler Malley, the Cincinnati Reds, I wouldn't say lights out starter, but he can be lights out. He's had a nine inning shutout a few starts ago. And uh, so they get, again, a playoff rotation caliber starter and two relievers that probably slot right in there behind Duran as your second and third best relievers. And they give up four top 30 organizational prospects and some other prospects. Number seven, Spencer Steer. And they gave up numbers 18, 22, and 24 in their pipeline, according to MLB.com. So I love it. I'll shut up so you guys can chime in here. What are your thoughts on the Twins being aggressive at the deadline today? They did everything for the most part that we asked them to do. Um, I'm For a team that I've grown to, or, or I shouldn't say team, for a front office that I've grown to resent as the 2022 campaign has progressed today, bravo. Now, I do want to make something very clear here because it was a mistake that that I made in April when the Padres trade bringing Chris Paddock and Emilio Pagan was made. And that was, you know what I didn't happen to do? I didn't happen to say that I was not shown by Falvey the medicals, okay? So I'd like to make one thing very clear as we start this discussion. I don't have, they were not shared. I asked for them. I wanted them. But I do not have, uh, on these three pitchers, any medical reports. So I'm going to speak as if they are completely healthy. Yeah. Without an arm problem? Wait, we should Google each one of these names followed by UCL or injection Full, and just see what pops up. Fulmer, Tommy John in 2019, but that's, um, what, three years back? Yeah, or so. So, he should be fine now. Anyway, yeah, and he's now in the bullpen. But anyway, a um, couple things at work here that I think are very important to note. One is the Twins made the moves that I think we basically and fairly questioned, would they do this? Would they trade prospects? And by the way, to the list that you went through, Phil Mackey, 
they did not exactly clean out the farm system. No, so they so did like not. and 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 again, this shows that you can get pretty good deals. And and in it, the case of Lopez, he remains under team control through 2024. Um, Mally is under team control through 2023, and Fulmer is a rental. But that's absolutely fine. And in fact, they traded a guy by the name of Sawyer Gibson. Logan, a right-handed pitcher who is not among the Twins' top 30 prospects, according to MLB Pipeline. Dude, he's other, 24 years old. He's in Cedar Rapids. In other words, in other words, you did not, as far as I'm concerned, for the most part, mortgage a damn thing. Yes. So bravo. And the last thing that's important to keep in mind is the last I, I saw by the time the 5 p.m. deadline hit, the Guardians and White Sox basically just stood pat. Yeah, the so Guardians is, did nothing at all. The White Sox added Deekman yesterday. Yesterday, nothing today, I believe. But That's the point, yeah. but the point is, and we've talked about this for quite some time now. The division stinks, but good for the Twins because it appears that they grabbed the division by the throat and and said, "Okay, we are going to take control." So, my thoughts are, "Bravo! This was a very good day." I do believe if if you're a Twins fan, and perhaps they even have a chance to end an 18-game postseason losing streak. MN Mohawk chimes in here in the YouTube comment section. Is Mackie as happy of a fella as Gio Urshela? There's a high-fly ball to deep left field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Urshela, a happy fella, the happiest fella, and the Twins win 5-3. to Ah, twins, twins win. win. Corey Provis is great too. The <laughs> Twins win. The Twins win. The Minnesota Twins have won it. That's a great call. Um, yeah, you know what? Geo comes back last night. A guy has to wonder what he could have done if he had played in those three games against the Padres. I mean, he had a kid, so I'm really well, he uh, he is a Padre now. That's the not an actual San Diego. Well, he's not Padre. an actual, he's a, and he's not he an actual a Padre. Padre. He's a okay. Was he a Padre yeah. before? Was he this is the second time he's a Padre? Uh, his first time Padre. I think he was a guardian. A guardian? Oh, oh as far as the... I think <laughs> Try to keep up here, Jed. Talking teams. Sorry. Uh, second kid. <laughs> second kid. All I'm saying is the paternity leave cost the twins. I was like, if you guys guardian? Would Wait, oh, did they adopt or what? If you, if he's a you dog guys, dad. You know, he's a guardian. You guys, a foster parent? What does yeah. that mean? If you guys would play along, all I'm saying is that the paternity leave cost the twins a guy that, that hit a home run last night. Very big. So, Declan, are you renewing your season tickets now? <laughs> I, it, the chance I tweeted out when all this was breaking down, I, the, the chance to have skyrocketed today after today. Or I think so. Uh, basically, what I think what the Twins have done here is they have bought themselves, and old takes expose me, I'm writing it down right now, seven minutes into this trade deadline special, they have bought at least a playoff win. That's wow. what they're going for here. They have Ooh. bought a playoff win. Now, I don't know if they get out of the first round. Hell, I don't even know if they, if they get out of the first round, they would beat the Yankees or the Astros in any of the divisional round games. But their goal today was to, at the very least, accomplish by winning a playoff game. They're buying mm-hmm. prospects to win a playoff game. And you only surrendered Spencer Steer, who was your seventh best guy in the system. That was their goal today. And to be honest, look, I'm 29. I, I, if Carlos Correa doesn't sign, I don't buy season tickets. Like 99% of the reason I bought the season tickets was Carlos Correa signed here with the Twins. And now the business model from them are, how do we keep more younger fans into this ballpark? They went out today and kept my money, basically. Yeah. Like, and I am 29. I'm the clientele that they would like to reach, right? Someone between the 18 and 35 who actually likes baseball and is spending his own capital to go into their ballpark 20 times a year. 
that was their goal by the front office. And as a valued season ticket holder, I'm very, I'm very appreciative that they were able to go do that today. You know, if, if, if let's say the script plays out this way, they get to, maybe it's game one of a, of a playoff series and they run out. Maybe, maybe Tyler Malley is the game one starter. I think Sonny Gray is probably your game one starter. It's funny. Those guys were in the same rotation together in Cincinnati. So Cincinnati's pumped out some pitchers, man. They got that Hunter Green who's been up and down this season, but he was a former number two pick. So uh, if it runs out, Tyler, let's say it's Ty, let's say it's game two and it's Tyler Tyler uh, Malley, and he goes six. He's frequently going six innings. He goes six, maybe dips into the third time through the order, right? And then you got the seventh, eighth, and ninth, and Michael Fulmer comes out for the seventh. And maybe Jorge Lopez comes out for the eighth, and it leads right into with a three to one lead right into Duran. Yes, that would be the script. And then they finally break their zero and eighteen streak. Would it have been worth it to give up only one top eighteen prospect to script a playoff win? Yes, thousand percent, absolutely. Who, who is going to, in their right mind, say no? Who is going to say, like, if I could have told you at the start of the day, and forget their names, okay? If I had just said to you what the prospect rank is, who would have been like, oh, oh, you can't, no, 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 you can't do that. My guy, my guy Seth Stowes, I think, is on an island with some of these. Like, every time there's a prospect that's traded, Seth's like, no, But no, he loves that, but, but he's You can't with take him. Christian Encarnacion Strand, my guy yes. Seth. <laughs> oh, could you? <laughs> Give me back my prospect. <laughs> Um, yeah, they traded two hyphenated pitchers today that were not in the top 20 organizationally. I was thinking back to, and we'll get to the Buxton stuff. There's some unsettling Buxton stuff out there that injury-wise that we'll talk about, which kind of buzzkills some of this. But So previous Twins trade deadlines, I think this is the most aggressive they've been at the trade deadline basically since they resurged back in 2001. So they oh. added Shannon Stewart at the All-Star break in yep. 2003. Yep. Bobby they've Kofi sprinkled Kofi. in a little Rick Reed in 2001 and he was people made fun of him cuz he gave up a home run every other pitch to Jim Tomey, but Rick Reed was a good pitcher for a couple years. 2009, 06 they basically did nothing. There might have been a small move in there for like a Phil Nevin or something. Have they ever splurged like this though? Like I, don't I feel think there are so. guys they've gone and got, but I don't recall an actual splurge of <laughs> Of three individual trades. 2009, they acquired Orlando Cabrera and I think Carl Pavano just kind of for like a, a, down like a the waiver. stretch. I was like, I think Pavano was even like, he was past the, you know, when they did the stupid classic baseball, like they have a trade deadline, then they have the yeah. waiver trade deadline. And I think yeah. Pavano was even like after the fact. But yeah, that was it. 2010, I would say the two best chance, the, the two best twins teams of the, of the target field era are Matt Caps being added in 2010. And he was good for them in 2010, but he didn't help you win a playoff game. I don't even think he pitched. He might have pitched in one playoff game, but he wasn't. He wasn't. A, he wasn't the factor that decided the division for you because he won the division by a handful of games, and then he didn't really factor into the Yankees games. So it was it was fine. But they didn't. The Cliff Lee would have been the move if they would have landed Cliff Lee in 2010, yeah. and they were having discussions. Yep. And then 2019, I think, was the probably the best Twins team since they moved into Target Field. And that's the that's the summer they added Sergio Romo and injured Sam Dyson. Those don't count. So this is the, this is not on the level of the 2010 or 2019 Twins teams going into it. And like they're not pacing at 95 or 100 wins. Yes. But this is the most aggressive they've been. And maybe this front office learned a lesson from hey, when you have a 100 win team in 2019 and you kind of hem and haw and ah about the future, 
But they didn't mortgage the future like you said either. It's not like they gave up five of their top 15 prospects. They preserved the future and still added to this team and gave them a a better chance in a three-game series against whatever wildcard team they play. And I applaud them for that, but let me make one thing very clear. I think the guys, I think there's two guys that deserve probably a ton of credit for what transpired today. Mackie and, and Judd. And, and their names are yeah. Boris and Correa. Oh. I think if Carlos Correa's not here, um, I don't know if they do this. I think Carlos Correa, because I continue to say it and believe it fully. One, I think he's gone, okay? Which is fine. Been fun. I'd like to keep him. Uh, but the other thing is, if you had just stood pat, or let's say you make the Romo Dyson trades, you know, which is like, okay, whatever. Um, and Carlos Correa leaves. And Carlos Correa is an influential person in the sport. It appears that it's not an overstep to say he is revered by teammates and opponents alike, right? If Carlos Correa now goes to take your pick, I don't know. Another, you know, the Cardinals or something like that. And Folks come up to him and be like, how was your year with the Twins? And he says, they didn't do anything. Like, our pitching stunk. Like, we could... The San Diego series was a play-by-play in slow motion of a car crash of what was wrong, right? Mm -hmm. And so I really do believe that Correa's presence, and and I do think that it's legit that he prodded as well um, for for him to to say, I came here to try to win. We need to try to win. I think if he's not here, I I don't know that you get everything that happened today from the twin standpoint. By the way, uh, Dan Hayes from The Athletic just tweeted out, let me find this real quick here, uh, Derek Falvey, Derek Falvey kind of scoffed when he was asked if the twins ever considered trading Carlos Correa. Never crossed his mind. A lot of people throwing that back Take in my that, face. Mac-a-dac. See? Yeah, Take that, Macadac. Take that, But what have I been saying? No, but this is what's ridiculous. What have I been saying since May, since June? Trade for pitching. Trade for pitching. A you starter been- and two yeah. relievers. And if you, you don't have the stomach to do that, then you should have the stomach to pick a lane the other way. And they had the stomach to do the first thing. Mm-hmm. It's exactly what they should have done. You don't You don't bring Carlos Correa in. You don't, you don't buy a Ferrari and then... And then skimp on, uh, oh, but the car wash is kind of expensive. I don't know that about works. the oil change. That $9 works does it just fine. I don't know what you're talking about. You know what? The Twins reporters are very happy to throw it back in your face right now via Twitter. <laughs> oh, man. The I mean, buzz, not tagging the buzz you, factory the that is scoring hard. Factory. Oh, <laughs> buzz, buzz factory. factory. But, it's what, but this is what I've been saying the whole season. Awesome. Congratulations, Carlos Correa. This is a great move. It doesn't matter unless you add pitching. And now they added pitching. And we should make a pact here, okay? Whatever happens going forward, if they get swept again, like definitely like they deserve to be hammered again if they don't win a playoff game. But this was the right move regardless of the result here. If they go on to miss the playoffs or something, they deserve to be criticized for missing the playoffs. Yeah. But this was still the right move. And and like yeah. you said earlier, again, like they didn't really mortgage anything. Unless you think Spencer Steer is going to turn out to be a – David Ortiz type guy, and, he, and he's been a great hitter in the minor leagues the last couple of years. But you also have to kind of live with if Spencer Steer blows up and becomes a really good player, it's yeah. still the right move. This is still the right move to help this year's team with Correa and Buxton and the and Sonny Gray and the guys who are in their primes right now. This is one hundred percent exactly what we have talked about now for a month plus, which is you've got to t- and and I don't consider these to be like huge chances. Oh, what if these guys blow up? Okay, yeah. then guess what? They do. 
But this is exactly what we've talked about. And, and at the deadline, this is the very thing that Falvey has not done yet until today. And it's what drove me crazy. The 19 team deserved more help. They deserved more help. And Falvey was like, oh, we're not going to do that. We've found too many good players. And, and as Dex has talked about a thousand times, how many of those guys really developed? Well, like in five years, the list of guys that the Twins dealt today, how many are we going to say, oh, my God, he just got a 12-year contract? I believe four of the first five draft picks from last year's Twins class have been moved by between March when, when, when the lockout ended and they, they made their first flurry of moves mm. and now today. So four of their first five prospects and also what, as of before this morning, it was so four of the top 30 prospects that were moved during deadline day today are now gone. And, and, the, and the one who you might be most worried about is your seventh, seventh best prospect in your organization. I know your top two are kind of injured right now, but I, as a baseball fan, or a Twins fan, or even just a Minnesota sports fan, I don't think you can go to bed tonight and be worried about if Spencer Steer turns into an all-star player and like, oh my God, I can't believe we traded Spencer Steer. My goal right now is to see this team in the playoffs and be competitive in the playoffs and snap a streak that is so embarrassing that it makes me fuming to talk about. That's what I care about, not Spencer Steer turning into an all-star. And and one one more note on Spencer Steer, and then we should touch on the Byron Buxton news here, but... To me, it has nothing to do with whether he that if he pans out and becomes an all star, then you somehow lose the trade. Like, let's say you you come up short, you get beat in the first round of the playoffs, you don't go as far as you want to, and then Spencer Steer in three years from now becomes an all star with some other organization. The timeline doesn't match up. You you are in the middle of a win now mode with one year of Carlos Correa with Sonny Gray in his early thirties and Buxton's knee a ticking time bomb. Like the and by the way. The Guardians are only going to get better. The the the, the Tigers are crescendoing. The the White Sox are White kind Sox. of always the White Sox, but they have a lot of young talent. It's going to be healthy again. So this is this is a really good chance for you. Yes, Spencer Steer doesn't have to be a bust for this to still be a good move. And the and this same goes for the other pitchers that are further down the rankings in the top twenty five. Sometimes you trade someone away and they become awesome in three or five years for the other organization. And it was still the right move for you because you were looking to win right now. And, so. and that's why, and that's exactly what good teams do. Good teams, if you are afraid that a prospect's going to leave and blossom, then you're not making the trade for the right reason. Like you have prospects, you want them to become good. You don't care if they pay off. To Declan's point, if they get you a win, or oh my God, two playoff wins, and now you're, and now you've won a round. So, and to me, the Lopez trade is intriguing because he he has in in 44 games, 19 saves, a 1.68 ERA. He has struggled of late, but four of the earned runs of his nine earned runs against him have been against the Twins. So, like, like he came here and for two consecutive games melted down. But the point is he's under team control. And if this works, like if he has found something, it's a great pickup. If not, it's a gamble, but it's the exact type of gamble. How long have we been begging Falvey in this front office to take? How long have we been? In 2019, we did show after show on, take some gambles. Like you're not going to go out and get the ace closer, but this guy could be fairly close. And if you're right, it's going to pay off. And look, your bullpen 
had some ups and downs, but there were times it was atrocious. I, I would say I would say when the Twins go home tonight, they're going to do so with a bullpen that you at least consider respectable. A week ago, there were far too many holes and problems there, and you had one guy. At least you fixed that by a lot as of this afternoon. I will say, you know, when you say that, you know, go back to 2019, you know, we, we, we never would have expected the Twins to – to add the top guy here, you know, bullpen guy, but but maybe someone down the rung. I almost feel like the Padres have blown that whole narrative for any middle market team sky high over the past five or six years. Look how many crazy contracts and trades AJ Preller and that Padres ownership group have greenlit over the past five or six years. The original Hosmer contract that kind of blew up in their faces, and then they had to eat forty million of it today just to get rid of him. They're going to bring in Juan Soto for a bunch of their top prospects. Manny Machado, like they, they're just slinging. Okay, we're going to make a trade over here for, for uh, was it Josh Hader that they also landed too? Yeah. yeah. So like they're just slinging players around left and right, and it's not like San Diego. I just looked up the latest Forbes Business of Baseball rankings. You know, San Diego is seventeenth in team valuation, just two slots ahead of the Twins in terms of like the value of their franchise. You know, San Diego was a $282 million revenue team. The Twins were $270 million. Like, they're kind of the same in terms of market, but the difference is San Diego last year decided, you know what, we're going to take a $32 million loss on this franchise because we're sick of getting beat by the Dodgers. We want to, let's eat it for a couple of years, hopefully pour a bunch of resources in, win a World Series, and then boom, the popularity is going to pop and we're going to benefit with better TV deal, merchandise, everything. Right. So. You know, obviously the Twins didn't do what the Padres are doing anywhere close by acquiring, you know, Juan Soto. But there's not that much to fear. There really isn't. You're not trading away these prospects. Well, but what if we go into a lull? Well, you've hell, you've lost 90 games half the season since you moved into Target Field, anyways. So be aggressive and see what happens. Hey, on the Byron Buxton front, so John Shipley from the Pioneer uh, Press, former Twins beat writer, now he's filling in. Uh, throughout the summer here, he tweeted Byron Buxton getting a full workup today, including possible imaging because he's feeling more discomfort in his right knee. Rocco Baldelli said he's not in the lineup today. Our Doogie from KSTP five eyewitness news and the scoop podcast adds Buxton had his knee drained again yesterday. Yeah, Man is a machine doing everything he can to play. I figured so. Hmm. So he had the, he had the PRP injection and then the knee getting yeah. drained and, I don't know. Obviously, if if he can't play for whatever reason, the rest of the I, I don't think it's like a season-ending thing right now. But if he can't play, it kind of cancels out some of the stuff that you just did. Like you do this stuff be, because you're trying to fortify a Byron Buxton and Carlos Correa team. So fingers crossed wow. on the health front there. This absolutely. This this absolutely. Sucks. Vinny loves it, man. Yeah, Vinny Vinny is a big. No, he's fan, upset about he got, Buxton. He got upset about Buck. He chimed yeah. in about Buck, and I don't blame him one bit. This is absolutely. One of the saddest things. And look, I know that every time Buck doesn't play, you know, it's like, Rock, Rockhead, where is he? What are you doing? Or, you know, why is Buxton not playing? I don't blame a soul here. It's just, it's incredibly disappointing to have a player of that talent. And, and I mean, when, when he is going full speed, he's a generational talent. He is a freak athlete. And in the fact that we are so consistently robbed of seeing that guy, I'm not mad at Buxton or Rocco Baldelli or the twins. I'm mad at the circumstances. Cause I mean, you can't help but feel now we are getting to a point where this is going to, at some point in time, cut his, his 
career short, right? Mm -hmm. And and we're certainly never going to see the player that we now see in glimpses, you know, once in a while. Um, I can only imagine the pleasure of watching Buxton play 150 games at the level that we have seen him on occasion, Dex. Yeah. And there's two plots, basically. Here. I hope both these don't necessarily cancel each other out. Obviously, plot one is, is to win your division. That is, that, is, that is plot one by the end of this regular season. Win your division, host the wild card round. You'll get one of those wild card teams, even if they're from the AL East, who have been pretty dang good. Who cares? You get, to, you get to be at home for all three of those potential games, which is great. And then subplot B is keeping Byron Buxy healthy until then. And, you know, they, they lost him and Donaldson during the 2020 season. Uh, when they went to the two games against the Astros, they were both not fully healthy. You're, you have to have him healthy. So if that means he is shut down for, for a week or two here in August for the benefit that he plays in October, sign right. us up for it. You, you have the luxury of being having a lead right now in the AL Central. You got yeah. the Tigers here. Toronto's coming. Who are, who's pretty good. They'll be in town here for four. But you, you need to do everything in your power to keep Byron Buxton healthy. If he is not in your starting lineup and not close to even – 90 to 85% by game one of that first round series. All of this is kind of for not, and then becomes a lot more daunting to snap the 18 game losing streak. The problem is it's flaring up and they don't know when, like, like I, I think that, I think that they have done a good job and especially since they basically explained it, I think they've done a really good job at trying that decks. I think the problem is it's very, very clear that despite what they're trying to do, it just flares up. Like, like, it's not like, uh, We'll get him off his feet for two weeks, right? They, in fact, I think that they basically came out and said an IL stint. They don't know that that would help because, you know, he, he could come back after two weeks, get back on the field, it flares up. That's yeah. the problem here. And now now we got Diving J. Cave back, so it's all good. Diving J. Cave, baby. That's the real breaking news here today. The return of Jake Cave to the Twins roster. He's I'm just kind of going, going through here trying to figure out what, what does their rotation and bullpen look like. So let's work through some of this. Sonny Gray, Tyler Malley, Joe Ryan are your number one, two, and three starters, right? Yep. yep Probably yep. in that order. And then right now, Chris Archer and Dylan Bundy are your four and five starters. But mm-hmm. then you've got, at some point coming back, maybe, is what's Bailey Ober's status right now? Uh, 60 day now. They transferred but he, him. So. But he's not like, is he like throwing... I don't know. I, I wouldn't count on him. He's I probably. I think he's done. For okay. the season, I, wouldn't, I, I wouldn't count on him. Yeah, yeah, wouldn't yeah count I agree. Him. Okay, uh, Kenta Maeda is. Wouldn't count. That's, on him. that's a tough one, man. <laughs> it's out. It sounds like he wants to come back. His representation didn't want him back. He changed representation, but I'm with Dex. I, I think that that is, and if he does come back, it's probably a bullpen arm. Yeah. So I wouldn't. I'm. I'm with Dex. I wouldn't count on that one. I think that might be a long shot. Um. Let's see here. Okay, Devin Smelter at some point could come back. Maybe he's been he's been yeah, okay. I, I have a th- I have a thought on Devin Smelter right. and maybe maybe even one of these other guys here. So so it's kind of Gray, Malley, Ryan, Archer, Bundy, and then that's and then anybody else that would like Josh Josh Winder. Um, I'd say him and, and Alcala on our YouTube. Like, if Jorge Alcala is, I don't know. I forget what his status is. I saw his name pop it's up not the other good. day. But it's also not good. Yeah, so, it's yeah. not good. And Winders is, uh, what's Winders' status right now as of today? Well, he got, like, 
I think he is he on the now the AAA IL because he didn't get like sent yes. down or something. Something Doogie yes. was talking about that was us. Yeah. Like something got something happened between him being sent down to St. Paul and I think he's technically on the Saints injured list, not necessarily not necessarily the Twins. Yeah, it's just it's more list. yeah, it's just like a recurring shoulder situation that they can't figure out. I'm trying to figure out who's who's going to play a role here in August or September. It's hard to count on some of these guys. Mm-hmm. Okay, so on the bullpen side. I think in order, it's Duran, Lopez, Fulmer, and then Griffin Jacks, who's been very good this season. Mm-hmm. He's yep. going to be in that mix. Tyler Duffy's been up and down. McGill, McGill's putting together a pretty nice season. 18 appearances, ERA under two. Uh, strikeout per inning, just a guy that you can throw out there once in a while. Yep. Your only lefty, I think, in the bullpen right now on the active roster is Moran. That's Thielbar hurt again. Thielbar has been on the on the injured yeah. list. Well. If you can get Thielbar back at some point, Joe Smith technically still on the roster, but largely struggling. And then uh, Emilio Pagan, who has just been kind of the plank walker all year, even though he's the. It's funny because he has the best strikeout rate, but he also has one of the worst walk rates, and he's one of the given up the most home runs of anyone in the bullpen with yep. eight so far this year. So there are a couple question marks there. I think my biggest ones are: Can you get a second lefty in that bullpen? Does Devin Smeltzer at some point give you a lefty arm if Thielbar can't out of the bullpen? Or could you put Smeltzer in the rotation and then move either Dylan Bundy or Chris Archer into like a two-inning, throw-the-ball-as-hard-as-you-can reliever role? Kind of a stretch reliever role. So the lefty I would actually keep an eye on if that if it could potentially come up here is Evan Sisk. So Evan Sisk, I believe, was a... I forget who... How'd they get... Evan Sisk. He was in one. Oh, he was in the um, Hap trade, the J Hap trade from last year. They somehow got Evan Sisk, who then dominated Double A this yep. year for the Twins. Got promoted to the Saints about six weeks ago. Yep. And so far, is still having pretty solid numbers: forty-seven strikeouts, over forty-one innings over both those trips. Now he's unproven. Um, but he's got, his, he's he's got some control lefty. command issues too. He's yeah. walking like five or six batters and per nine, which doesn't work in the majors. But and yeah. I, I did when I did a little scouting report and I asked people about him. Uh, he's a crafty lefty. He's like a sidearm delivery, so he has a kind of a funky delivery. But he's a lefty. I mean, they, they have no real viable option not named Caleb Field, Caleb Fieldbar uh, as as their lefties out of the when's pen. He so back? he might be someone. When, when's Caleb due back? I'm not sure if he's on a rehab assignment or what his situation is. I right think now. he is going. Yeah, so. I, my guess is is um, that he'll be back there, which is fine. He's he's been he's been good. He's been fine. Um, so who's out of a job? Smith and Pagan. What do you mean out of a job? Here like falls out of the like yeah. like like booted from the roster. Gonna, yeah, because you're because you're not going to keep like with two guys now going into the bullpen places, and since you didn't trade anyone off your big league roster, off your twenty six man, someone has to go. Smith yeah. has to go. Well, they just moved. They moved Kirilov. So what did they do here? The moves they made today. They moved Kirilov to the IL. So no one sixty and, day. Uh, sixty day. Yep. Okay. So yeah, I mean, it's. Um, I don't know what you do with Pagan because Pagan has this closing experience and he can get hot for stretches. I don't know that I would just kick into the curb. Right. But I mean, Joe Smith would probably be the most vulnerable. Yeah. Of all these guys. So we'll see. We'll definitely. This this is going to be a fun stretch of of two months here and. You know they've got they've got some series, so many series left against their division opponents too. And the fact that Cleveland and Chicago basically said, "Man, we don't trust ourselves enough here." So you widen the gap roster wise between the two teams that are chasing yes, you right now. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And KC punted today too. So 
and they're, they're bad to start with. But yeah, yeah. Uh, they, uh, some division... listeners are saying they DFA'd Cotton is what happened today. Okay. So he's isn't that like the, they, have they done that before? I don't, he was awesome for them yesterday. I don't know if that's true. They DFA guys all the time. Um, but yeah, if you can now from a division standpoint, I don't even think it's close. Like you would have to fall apart now to lose this. Okay, he, here's some more moves. So they uh, they did DFA Drill Cotton. Miguel Sano has been transferred to the 60 day injured list. So he's out for the season. And they, uh, they, I know they DFA'd, they started Aaron Sanchez for whatever reason yesterday. Um, but he, yeah, he was booted too. DFA as well. Oh, but Rocco said he was so good. What happened? He was, he was a struggle bus in, uh, what happened? In AAA. So they're, they're clearing out that way. But, you know, sne- I mean, it's not that shocking, but sneaky news Miguel Sano's season's basically over. Miguel Sano's twins career twins is basically over. Right. That was going to say his twins career is over. And, and it should be. That's fine. Mm hmm. Interesting. The first person who tweets, oh, it's oh, how could they do that? You know what? Good. It's over. I'm sorry, but I'm just, I'm past my point of patience with this one. I am uh, I'm a little past. sad. Not going to lie. I like what they did on the pitching side. A little sad that my guy, Joey Gallo, didn't wind up in a Twins uniform. Mm, could be a huge Di- mistake. And you know that what? Guy, the that very guy's going to get hot Dodgers. outside of New York. And, well, my- and Phil, the very, very smart, savvily run L.A. Dodgers went and got him, too. So it's not, it's not like the Pirates obtained him. Yeah. This could be a great move. He's just going to sit there and chill out in Los Angeles and wait for his chance to get a late-inning home run in the NLCS or something. You guys are going to will your words on Joey Gallo. I will say this as far as your prognostication on Gallo, and we, we have certainly seen this happen with a long list of players. The Yankee thing is very real. There are some guys that cannot handle it and like look like, I mean, Pavano. They look like they're complete head cases and lost, and they get yeah. out of there and they find themselves. And look, Gallo's not great, but I but I firmly expect that he's not going to be nearly as feeble and awful as he was now that he's with the Dodgers as he was with the Yankees. Yep. All right. Any final thoughts from you guys here on this emergency Twins trade deadline recap episode? We'll Declan's do another gonna, full Declan's episode. Spending tomorrow. money. Declan's going to be spending money. Kaching, you're going to. Well, I think I technically don't do have pay. three weeks, so just don't don't get no. everyone hurt and crap the bed. So I don't I don't I don't like owe a payment tomorrow or anything. I think, I think you should make one tomorrow. I think as a shot as a sign of good faith for what they did, Phil. I think Declan should make a payment tomorrow. I feel like it's first of all, it's not like there's a huge demand. You know, if if you wait until yeah. October, you'll still be fine. Why don't you? Here's what I would do if I were you: if the Twins win a playoff game, you pick up the phone and call your representative immediately that day, and you renew your season tickets. If they don't win a playoff game, they don't deserve your hard-earned money for 2023. Playoff game, 40-game package. Up it. Put your money where your mouth is. I, 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 well, are you coming Go with 40. me for 20 of those? Because uh, I, I will need some financial help to make a 40-game package work. Go 40 but, uh, games. Help yeah, pay the I, salaries here, okay? They, they have bought themselves a playoff win, and maybe one last time of me yelling at anyone around right. me when they lose. Because I hope no one you're can right be around that. me for... for Dude, they've okay. Think about this. Since the since the lockout ended, they've added Carlos Correa, Sonny Gray, Gio Urshela. Now I know they lost Josh Donaldson, so there's there's some minuses in here. They've added Tyler Malley, Fulmer, Lopez. You got to make the playoffs and win one playoff game, right? You got to win the most aggressive they've ever been in a four month stretch. For God's sakes. 
beat writer Phil right there, just pumping up all the Twins PR moves. I love it. I, I agree. I think they should. They should. Everything they have done so far, they have positioned themselves to win a GD playoff game. That's the goal yeah. for me. That yes. is the goal. Yes. Everything else is gravy. Let's make it happen, Twins. All right. Hey, thanks to everyone for hanging out with us here on the Score North YouTube channel. If you could click subscribe and the like button, we can help spread the word about Mackie and Judd, Score North, and this Twins positivity. That's all you get from us is Twins positivity here throughout the last few years. Yep, that's exactly right. No complaining at all whatsoever. Uh Uh-uh, we love them. We love them. (laughs) All right, we'll see you you guys for uh, Write That Down predictions tomorrow and an accountability session.